All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers are that much closer to clinching home ice in the first round, but the Pacific Division playoff situation is, it's still very confusing. We're working on a holiday. Let's get into it with the lead. A uh, happy Good Friday to everyone watching along on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. You see this cool Mitchell and Ness hoodie there? And then this other cool Mitchell and Ness hoodie here and both these cool Mitchell and Ness snapbacks. Actually, that one's 47, Brad. You can get all this at the Sports Closet. Sportscloset.ca is where you can check them out. Les is in with the first comment of the day. He said that was LA playing the long game, hoping to get the oil in the first round. He's referencing the Golden Knights absolutely stomping the LA Kings. The Kings didn't even want to show up to the building. They lose 5-2. To the Vegas Golden Knights. It was an ugly one. It was 4 nothing, 11 minutes in to that hockey game. It was not really the result you were looking for if you wanted the Edmonton Oilers to, at some point, jump ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights and take over the top spot in the division. That is still not impossible, but now it's highly unlikely. Vegas, three points up on the Edmonton Oilers with just three games to go. Now there is the chance that Edmonton wins out, right? You go 3-0, and you beat Colorado, San Jose twice, and boom, you get your six points. You finish with 109. That means Vegas would have to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one 
or worse for you to win the division. And hey, when you look at the schedule, maybe that's not the most insane thing ever. Vegas gets Dallas in Dallas tomorrow, and then it's a season-ending back-to-back set against the Seattle Kraken. That's interesting for a handful of reasons. If Seattle were to beat Vegas in both of those games, then all of a sudden you'd go, hey, Edmonton's got a shot to pass these guys. Edmonton has an easier matchup. Again, San Jose coming in, or they play San Jose twice. But if Seattle were to take care of business and beat Vegas twice, Edmonton would then realistically have a shot to move into first. But if that were to happen, then all of a sudden Seattle might have a chance to catch the LA Kings, which is still very much on the table. Seattle, four points back of the LA Kings with one game in hand, and the Kraken have a pretty easy road up until those final two games against Vegas. They're going to Chicago and Arizona before taking on the Golden Knights. So it's not totally out of the realm of possibilities that Seattle jumps LA, LA's bumped into a wild card, and Edmonton Seattle get each other in the 2-3 matchup in the Pacific, a lot of things can still happen. And the point is, is that there's still a lot on the line over the next little bit. I do think there are probably a lot of you, and you can give me your opinion in the Oilers Nation YouTube chat there, who are probably over it a little bit. You know, who cares? Give Edmonton whoever you can, and we'll go from there. You eventually got to beat all the good teams if you want to win a Stanley Cup. I would still like an easier matchup, but we'll see. We'll see how things play out. We're going to talk about that and more today on the show. Some of you in the chat saying, where's Liam? Liam has a rookie camp for the Shirt Park Crusaders that he's running. So he is uh, he is not kicking around today. I am also feeling under the weather. So this is probably going to be like a 25-minute show, just a heads up. Uh, Bagged Milk is going to join us in just a couple of minutes for the bro down. So we got that going on. Feel free to uh, drop in some questions in the chat because honestly, there's not a lot to talk about. There are no games tonight in the NHL. Why the NHL in the middle of a playoff race decided that they wanted to have an entire Friday where no games will be played doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it does set up tomorrow, which will be the first time in NHL history that 32 teams will all be in action on the same day. It's never happened before where every team in the 32-team NHL will be playing on the same day. So that'll be kind of cool. A lot of hockey to watch tomorrow. That means a lot going on on the AMA Travel Out-of-Town scoreboard. Uh, You have some thoughts on the Golden Knights and Kings game. Epiphany says Corpusalo was a sieve. Yeah, he got absolutely lit up in that hockey game. He gave up. Four goals on just 10 shots. Not good. I would also add there was the you know power play there that didn't help either. I, the Kings were just largely non-competitive from the jump there. So it, it's going to get, it's going to be difficult to catch Vegas for that number one spot in the division. I would put the percentage chance at probably like 15% right now, just because it would require Edmonton winning out and Vegas getting swept by Seattle in that season ender. Or, I mean, I guess they could win one of them and just lose to Dallas. Like, it's not crazy, but it's far from likely. Uh, Dave Lunn is in and says, what's with McLeod being LTIR'd? Well, we heard earlier in the week um, that Ryan McLeod still felt like he was about a week away from being ready to go. Um, So this retroactive LTIR thing doesn't actually mean he's going to miss more time. And if you saw... They brought up Jason Demers from Bakersfield in the American League. Now, at first, I was kind of like, ah, this is just getting a guy going, right? You never know how many D-men you're going to need in the playoffs. We saw that they're, you know, 
practicing with Ryan Murray on a normal pairing. Now, I thought maybe they were just bringing up Jason Demers to see if they could get him going. Um, but as Braden says in the chat, he can uh, he can come off Tuesday. That is LTIR for McLeod. And Demers is at 699 games played. And the Oilers are playing the San Jose Sharks, which is the team that Demers spent the bulk of his career with. So this might be a situation where Jason Demers was like a really good soldier for them down in Bakersfield this year. You know, a veteran guy who, by all accounts, was a great leader for that Condors team. If he told them, hey, like, I'm retiring at the end of this season, they may have just been like, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's give you your 700th career game. You'll get one more NHL game under your belt in San Jose where your career kind of started. It, I think it's just a feel-good kind of story, which is nice. It's good that the Oilers can do that, and they'll probably run 11-7 and with them tomorrow against the Sharks. Uh, we'll get set for that game again tomorrow with a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show um but yeah it, it's just them doing a solid for a guy is all it is and it's a feel-good story which is good it's good this time of year everyone's feeling good around the oilers uh epiphany says the preds are not officially eliminated yet no the predators are not officially eliminated and they're very much still in that playoff race right now they are one point back of winnipeg and one point back of calgary but they have the game in hand on calgary as well Man, Nashville, Tyson Berry and the boys just not going away at all in this Western Conference playoff race. It is, uh, it's going to be interesting. We still have a head-to-head to play between Calgary and Nashville, and we still have a head-to-head, and I believe this one is tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, Nashville's in Winnipeg. If Nashville wins that, they jump the Jets, and again, they would be at least one point up on the Flames by the end of the day, and they would still have the game in hand to potentially jump them even if the Flames win. Like, the Preds are still very much in this series. And I'll tell you, with UC Soros between the pipes, I guess you could say it about all three teams, Markstrom and Hellebuck too. And if I'm the Colorado Avalanche, I'm a little nervous. Or should I say the Vegas Golden Knights? Because it seems more likely right now when you look at the way the points are going, that Vegas ends up as the number one seed in the West. That means they would get one of Winnipeg, Calgary, or Nashville. Seattle would go the other way and play potentially Colorado in round one if they hold on to the division. There's still so much up for grabs in all of these division races. It's uh, really, really interesting stuff. So we'll see. It's a big weekend too. No games tonight, but every team in action tomorrow. It is a Friday today on the show, and that means our pal Bag Milk is stopping by, courtesy of Star Mechanical. You can find them online, starmechanical.ca. One of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the last 50 years. If you need 24-hour emergency plumbing and heating service, they got you 780-481-8873. I think I see bag milk down there all ready to go. Let me see that beautiful bag of milk. BM, how are you doing? Can you hear me? I didn't do an audio test. I got you. I got you. Excellent. Excellent. We're rolling. We are rolling. Uh, Big week for you. You're not feeling well today. You're not feeling well today. You need me to come bring you some soup? Maybe a nice hot toddy? Either one of them would be great. I'm crushing like a liter of Gatorade right now. Um, so I'm working away at a few things, but no, I'm a little congested. So I'm going to be leaning on you to carry the remainder of this show. A big week for you with RNH hitting 100 points. We joked yesterday on Real Life that with the way your phone blows up when this stuff happens, it's almost like you yourself got 100 points. 
Yeah, it's pretty hilarious, actually. Like, I mean, the shtick has gone on for, you know, 12 years now. I picked Nuge as my horse shortly after he got drafted in 2011. That was June 23rd, 2011, Tyler. You were probably four years old at that time, I think, if my math is correct. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, correct. it was a cool week, and it's been a long time coming. Even Nuge himself, after the game, said, listen, I probably didn't think I would get to 100 points in a season, but there he is. And I, I'm just super pumped for the guy because of all the players in Edmonton, with all the milestones we've reached, look, this was the one that I was looking for the most. And to have it happen in game 798, he's almost at 800 games with the Edmonton Oilers, Tyler. So it's pretty cool for Nuge. It's pretty cool for everybody that's on board and a member of the Ryan Nugent Hopkins fan club. Of course, I am the president, CEO, and chairman. So yeah, great week all around. Nuge is having a hell of a season. I'm pumped for him. Pretty neat, too, uh, as we just kind of wrap up the season and look at different storylines. I like that they're calling up Jason Demers to get his uh, 700th game here. I think this is a neat little story and kind of, again, shows the way this team's rolling that like, hey, they're not not that they aren't taking things too seriously. But, you know, it's you, you can mix in things like this when you're rolling the way you are. Well, there's that, too. And according to Jason Greger yesterday on Twitter, Cody Cece is going home because his wife is having a baby soon. So it just makes sense that Jason Demers is in Bakersfield. It's, you know, uh, it's a bus ride for him. It's a quick plane ride wherever Bakersfield is relative to San Jose. I'm not going to pretend I know the geography, but it's a cool story. Like you said earlier, before I jumped on, he's sitting on 699 games, getting recalled to play game 700 against his former team. That's a cool gesture by the Oilers. And I don't think that it's like some major drop off, especially when you learn, oh, Cody Cece is going to have a baby. They're going to recall somebody anyway or just play the 12 and 6. I think it's neat. Why not? Give the guy a chance. Yeah. The guy, this is not like you're putting in a raw rookie for game number one at this stage. Jason Demers has played a lot of years in the NHL. It's just that happened a while ago. So I think it's a really cool gesture by the Weather is super classy and I like it. And finally, all those years after he and Lucic came to do their visit at Rogers Place, we'll finally see Jason Demers play a regular season game. That's heartwarming. That's just as heartwarming as Nuge getting point one hundred. The trade was Hall for Larson and Lucic and Demers. Yeah. Now we can wrap but only, it up. But only the one game for Jason Demers. Only the one game of uh, Jason Demers. We just had it. It was a time release. It was like one of those painkillers that you take that's got a time release on it. Just with him, it happened to be, you know, seven years it took. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, our pal Rusty with a question in the chat, and it's centered around the Colorado Avalanche. Um, they are dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Gabriel Landeskog still not 100% healthy. Uh, and then you got the issue now with Kale McCarr being, quote, out indefinitely. That Avs team, and this almost speaks to the entire Western Conference, if the Avs don't have McCarr or Landeskog for any stretch in the playoffs, this Western Conference is even more wide open than we think. Yeah, I think this is going to be a wild run in the playoffs because even like I was I was listening to you talk about just the wild card race and you've got some teams that are kind of Calgary's put together a win streak here at the time when they needed it most. Winnipeg's going the complete other direction, it seems like. Nashville is right in the mix. They shut out Carolina last night. So I just think no matter what happens in the Western Conference, the playoffs are going to get spicy. And with Colorado having some injuries the way they are, I think the West is wide open. And from an Oilers perspective, that is that is the perfect thing for them because they're playing their best hockey of the year right now. And I'm expecting them to run through some of these challenges. Yeah, the Oilers are absolutely peaking at the right time. And I got a story that's going up today at Oilers Nation, kind of piggybacking off what I talked about yesterday, where 
you know, there's this really cool, unique feeling around the fan base right now that I've never really been a part of where there is like a confidence and a swagger of like the Oilers are damn good and they can very easily go on a deep run this year. You know, last year it was kind of like, ah, oh, can the Oilers, there wasn't this level of confidence amongst the fan base. And the point I made in the piece I wrote was, and I talked about this yesterday again, this isn't like some sort of windows closing need to have a great season sort of thing. This is a feeling that I think the fan base should get used to because look at this list here of all the key contributors for the Oilers. McDavid, Drysaddle, Nuge, Hyman, Nurse, Bouchard, Kane, all of those guys under team control or signed for at least two more seasons. Stuart Skinner, three more years. Ekholm signed, CeCe, Kulak, go down the list. All these important, important players are signed. They're all coming back next year and the year after. This is the Stanley Cup window opening for the Edmonton Oilers, and it's going to stay open for a little bit. Yeah, your article's up right now at OilersNation.com, and I was reading through it, and it's hard not to get excited when you look at it that way. Like like you said, the five of six, five of the top six, they're going to be in, they're locked in, they're dialed in, and they're going to get better together. Next year, hopefully, knock on wood, we have a full season of Evander Kane and not a half season of Evander Kane. And that's going to contribute to the Oilers kind of really cementing themselves as Stanley Cup contenders on an annual basis i just don't see anybody in the pacific division who's even going to get close to being as good as them yeah we had a, it, it depends on the start obviously if we have another start like we did this year that kind of sets them back a little bit but at the same point the others are finishing off so strong that it's hard to argue against them as a favorite coming out of the pacific for the next little while hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, when you look through the Pacific, like I don't think Vegas is in a spot where they're going to keep getting better year over year. They're a team that's very much built for right now and just right now. LA is going to be a bit of a problem for sure. Seattle, I don't view them as a long-term threat. Same thing with Calgary. The other California teams aren't that good. Like this should be the Oilers division for the next little while. And that is, uh, that is really, really exciting. I talked about all the things 
as well that have been going right for the Oilers this year. And I find it weird. I don't think we're talking about Leon Dreisaitl quite enough this year because I wanted to look up how big the gap was between Connor McDavid and every other season that's happened this century. So in the last 23 seasons in the NHL, he's at 148 points. That is by far the most productive since the calendar flipped to the year 2000 and we all survived Y2K. He's 20 Mm. points clear of Nikita Kucherov, but Leon Dreisaitl now has the fourth most productive season in that span in the last 23 years. And he's only five points away, sorry, six points away from passing Kucherov and having the second most productive season ever. Like it's not just McDavid doing historic stuff this year. Dreisaitl's right there as well. I put out a clip on the Oilers Nation socials from my podcast, Better Late Than Never, the other day, where it's just kind of talking about how Leon gets no respect whatsoever outside of this market because he plays with Connor. And if the NHL made any sense whatsoever, Tyler, to me, you would have two Edmonton Oilers in the conversation for the Hart Trophy. I know that there's rules where you can only nominate one and it's an unwritten thing or whatever you want to call it, but there's no reason Leon Dreisaitl doesn't deserve to be in that conversation. He would win an Art Ross Trophy if it wasn't for his teammate. How many of the last year handful of years? There was a year where Jamie Benn won it with 87 points. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl is dominating that number. He's a dominant force. And as the season's gone on, his production has picked up now that he's starting to feel better. He said a while back, even at the All-Star game, he wasn't overly happy with his game. Well, he's really turned it on down the stretch. The Oilers have really needed him. And he's pumped home a third 50-goal season. I don't know why Leon Dreisaitl doesn't get more love just because he plays on the same team as Connor McDavid, but you're 100% right. He is doing incredible, incredible things for this team and he's a lot of fun to watch he's going to be a handful in the playoffs who is your non Connor mcdavid mvp then is it just a slam dunk for leon Dreisaitl, or is it maybe a guy like Stuart skinner and another thing i broke down is going through Stuart skinner's season but breaking it up into 10 game stretches and his save percentage first 10 games 921 next stretch 905 911, 904, and this current stretch, he's at a 915. That is remarkable how consistent he's been throughout the season. If you had to pick a non McDavid MVP, is it Drysaddle or Skinner? Like Drysaddle's the, the choice because of points, probably, but in the grand scheme of the season, it's hard to ignore what Stuart Skinner has done because the reality is the Oilers' year, the 2022 23 campaign, would have been a flop without him. No offense to Jack Campbell, like he's starting to turn it around over his last couple of games. He had two great starts against Anaheim in back-to-back starts against them. But without Stuart Skinner, we're not talking about an Oilers team that is still in the mix for the division. We're talking about can they scrape into a wild card spot? Are they even in the position to scrape into a wild card spot? So I like that pick. I what I really hope though for Stu is that he gets some love for the Calder. I know Frank's talked about it on this show about how he would get his vote for the Calder. Stuart Skinner is a big reason the Oilers are at where they're at right now, and he deserves to be in the conversation. Like he won't get any MVP consideration anywhere. But in Edmonton, he should. If we're doing internal awards, he should be in that top three conversation with Connor and Leon because he's super important to the team. Are the LA Kings starting to scare you a little bit less than maybe they would have a couple of weeks ago? Like they got beat down by Vegas. Edmonton's now handled them twice in a row. I'm starting to wonder if maybe LA's hitting the skids at the wrong time. I fear no one, to be honest. Looking at the who the Oilers are likely to face off in the first round, I'm not worried about whatever matchup that they've got coming. 
And if it is LA and it's starting to look that way based on, you know, Vegas winning last night, the Oilers can still win out and have an opportunity to get in the first place, but they're going to need some luck to have that happen. So it sounds like, and it looks like it's going to be LA and I'm not really worried about it, Tyler. The Oilers over the last two wins have shown that they're a different club. When LA beat Edmonton the two times earlier in the season, this just wasn't the team they were playing. There was no Matias Ekholm. There was no Vinny DeHarnay. Vander Kane was hurt. Uh, the depth scoring wasn't popping like it is right now. The high-end players, albeit they've been productive all season, they weren't firing at the rate that they're at right now. So I just, I'm not too worried about them. The top-end skill, not even close. The depth, hey, we're going to have a conversation. And I think the Oilers are starting to figure out how to manage the LA Kings trap. Before they would get frustrated when the neutral zone was getting all clogged and there was all kinds of congestion, they would seem to get frustrated and try to force plays through. But in the last two wins, they haven't done that. They've been super patient and they've let LA give them openings and they've seized on those opportunities. Plus, the power play, if LA tries to fuck around and get a little bit cheap when they're playing the Oilers, the power play is going to destroy them. And you said it on, I don't know if it's real life or ONR, it doesn't matter, but Edmonton's starting to figure out that aggressive PK that LA deploys. And once they figure that out and they can do it consistently, which probably would happen over a six, seven game series. I'm not too worried about the Kings, to be honest. I'm not saying I'm confident that this is going to be a route or anything, but I'm not worried about them either. Yeah. I'm kind of starting to get there too. Like I was worried about the Kings because you take a team that brought you to seven games last year. And then you add in Fiala, healthy Arvidsson, healthy Doughty, Gavrikov, better goaltending in Corpus Allo. And I was like, yeah, you know, there's reason to be like, ah, the Kings are going to give you a tough test. But in reality, I think outside of Seattle, there's not an easy matchup. When you look at these sort of playoff races throughout the Western Conference, there's a lot of really good hockey teams in there. And I still think the Oilers are the best of the bunch here. So going up against LA with home ice advantage, it doesn't really concern me either. Like I would, again, prefer to play the Seattle Kraken. I'd prefer yep. to play the East Golden Knights, but I'm not going to be yep. sitting here and you know, betting against Connor McDavid because he's got to play the LA Kings. Like I agree with you on the penalty kill point too. Like LA is so aggressive that at some point Edmonton's going to figure it out and pick them apart. Like to me, that can work against other teams that aren't as offensively gifted that you can maybe frustrate a little bit with an over-aggressive PK with the Oilers. They're just going to sit there after you get them a couple of times and go, all right, we now know which way they like to move. We know the system they're running. We'll pick it apart. I don't think that's a recipe for long-term success. Against, the, last uh, game, the last game the Oilers played against LA a couple days ago, they went two for four on the power play and a perfect four for four on the PK. If the special teams can kind of round into form, LA does not have the high-end skill to beat the Oilers in a, a seven-game series. They just don't. And it's like you said, Corpus Allo, a big part of the reason that LA was even in those games and that they were, it was a 3-1 and a 2-0 game, is that Corpus Allo stood on his head. Well, as we saw last night against Vegas, he was bound to come down to earth. Him stopping 95% of the shots was just not realistic for that player historically. So I just... I don't want to sound too confident because that was the exact same attitude I had against the the Winnipeg Jets in the bubble year. But at the same point, I'm not worried about the LA Kings. And Tyler, like with a little luck and some help with our friends from AMA Travel, like maybe we get down to LA again, huh? A couple of sodies. Uh, yeah. While you were giving not this answer but the one before, I was looking up the Dodgers and Angels schedules. <laughs> <laughs> and. 
if the Oilers have home ice, the Dodgers aren't around, but the Angels are. So another trip out to the to Angel Stadium, maybe you never know. Well, I've already got the the Otani jersey. I'll just bring it with me. Otani boys 2.0. It would be uh, it would be a lot of fun. And Oilers fans travel so well in the playoffs. That's the other yep. thing too. Uh, someone in the chat said home ice advantage is overrated in round one. I think it's actually in general a little overrated in terms of the winner and loser of the series. Like I don't think it actually impacts you that much. The Oilers were 500 at home last year, 500 on the road in the playoffs. So I'm not like crazy worried about it. From like they'll lose the series if they're not at home, but. The vibes of it all, BM, there is something about game one of the playoffs being in your own barn that I just think is way more fun for this fan base. 100%. And like, I generally agree with the sentiment, but at the same point, we were both at game seven last year against LA. We were both in Rogers place and you could feel the energy pouring out of that place before the puck even dropped. You can't tell me that the crowd on top of the Kings all night long had no effect on the outcome. So does it matter? Am I fearful of the Oilers not having a home ice? No. But do I want it? You're damn right I do. Bring it. City's going to be buzzing for the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks for hopping on today for another edition of the Brodown BM. Anytime, pal. There you go. Bag Milk Experience, as always, brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. Check them out online, starmechanical.ca. AMA Travel Out of Town Scoreboard. And don't worry, I am fully aware that my audio is off. There is no need to comment anything. I don't know how to fix it, and I am not in the mood to do it. Uh, tomorrow, all 32 teams in action. These are the games you're going to want to watch. Vegas in Dallas at 1.30. Obviously, Edmonton in San Jose at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll be going live at noon Mountain. Same time, as always, so make sure you subscribe to the YouTube so you don't miss anything. Nashville, Winnipeg, that is a big one. 5 o'clock puck drop there. And as we head into the evening, St. Louis is in Minnesota. Calgary is in Vancouver. Seattle hosting Chicago. Colorado is hosting LA. So you got 16 hockey games tomorrow. The Masters, the Jays, MLB in full force as well. NBA action. They're getting right down to the end of their regular season, getting into the plane. It is a fantastic sports weekend. Yes. And as Epiphany says, hammer the like button as well. Thanks to everyone who tuned in on a holiday. It's a short little edition of the show today because I'm going back to bed. Um, but we will have a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio dropping this afternoon as well, probably around 2.30-ish. So you can look forward to that as well. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Sports Closet, AMA Travel, Betway, Star Mechanical, and Sherwood Ford. The Giant will talk to you again tomorrow, Noon Mountain, with a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.